From our studios in North Florida, it's in black and white. And now your host, the baby-faced assassin of freedom, Jerry Brooks. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, patriots of all ages, welcome to In Black and Right, the new definition of color commentary. I hope everybody's having a good Thursday today. I'm certainly having some fun, for sure. Uh, as we go into another uh, fun day of adventures in podcasting, I uh, just want to let you know that you can always send us uh, feedback. Uh, we love to get it. Uh, email, uh, shout-outs, questions, comments. Uh, just send it to inblackandright at gmail.com or you can check out our website inblackandright.net. We're getting ready for the holiday season and looking forward to uh, getting some new things uh, out this weekend on our online store and uh, and getting ready for 2024. Uh, anyway, uh, today has been is going to be an interesting kind of mix of stories um, because there's some things that have really caught my attention and I thought man oh man uh, it's validating in some ways but it's also surprising in others uh, case in point right now today from the Wall Street Journal Headline, Anthony Fauci to testify in the in-house on COVID-19 pandemic's origins and the U.S. response. I thought to myself, what? Good grief. This is something I thought I would never see. Uh, since he uh, left government service and apparently there's still some little bennies that he gets, which he really shouldn't. And he, or he has to pay it out of his own pocket. But this man is probably, without a doubt, the closest thing to Joseph Mengele for the United States. Now, Dr. Joseph Mengele was a Nazi scientist who engaged in all kinds of weird, vicious, hideous, and diabolical experimentation. And Fauci's the closest thing I've seen to it because this man who apparently did not serve President Trump well, number one. Number two, it has given what we know now and has been exposed about the vaccine, uh, government's involvement from Fauci, the NIH, the CDC, uh, Pfizer, Moderna, the, <laughs> the cat's out of the bag and has been out for quite a while. This is why Pfizer and Moderna have been losing billions, and I mean billions, literally billions of dollars, because nobody wants the damn thing. And given what it's done to people, uh, the and all that information tried to be uh, swept under the rug. 
Uh, the CDC has quietly removed the vaccine injury uh, information as part of their website. Uh, people like Dr. Naomi Wolf and also Dr. Robert Malone, Dr. Peter McCullough, and other medical experts have pretty much, uh, you know, they said, no, this is crock. This is a crock. It's awful. The vaccine is awful. And what it's done to people, uh, for younger people, young, healthy people getting heart conditions, neurological problems, uh, things being done to kids, uh, and also pregnant women. Some of the things that have happened. Uh, yeah, Fauci is just going to be one of those people who's going to have to yeah, and I hate to say it, but he's going to have he's going to get his justice, not on this earth though. And and I hate to sound like that, but he is going to be held to account one day when he assumes room temperature and goes before God. It, he just is, whether he likes it or not, whether he believes it or not, or anybody else. We're call the only I'd love to see if Rand Paul, Senator Rand Paul of Kentucky, might just uh, you know drop in uh, for the hearings because Rand Paul, uh, whew, God bless him. I mean, Rand Paul is a second generation doctor as well as a United States senator, and he gave Fauci as good as he got and made Fauci absolutely 50 shades of crazy and I had no problem with it because I knew there was a problem with this guy and we're now finding out still more about COVID, the Chinese and the Wuhan lab, so on and so on and people I mean, it's, it's going to come out. It is going to come out. And yes, Fauci, when he, the arrangements for this, uh, excuse me, my goodness. Yeah, the arrangements for this, he's apparently going to have two days of testimony deposed for two days behind closed doors. And later on, there will be a public hearing in the House. And believe you me, there are going to be some serious fireworks. I mean, serious fireworks. Because Fauci needs to be held to account. And I'll guarantee you, it's going to... Be, and, and I rarely would say this, but Fauci is in the second Trump term. I have a feeling uh, he might have to uh, face a whole bunch of... Uh, maybe criminal referrals i mean I, I mean i i i hope so but you know but knowing trump and what fauci did to him uh yeah mm, i'm not, i don't think it's going to be all that good for uh uh the great lord fauci uh great lord of all science Ugh. but that's what i mean that that was that really caught me a little off guard because i didn't think he was he, he's so narcissistic and so full of himself he figures well i don't have to answer to anybody 
And why did it take months to negotiate uh, for him to come? It's like, like he has some type of leverage to want to negotiate? Please. What this man did to not just the American people, but to the world is something I'm just not willing to forgive. I would like to see the man get what he deserves. And it's not very nice. So, I don't know. Let's see what happens as this uh, whole thing sort of develops over time. Um, let's see. Couple of interesting stories here. Um, that may not seem related, but actually in a way it is. Now, right now on Capitol Hill, they are discussing whether or not to renew uh, the FISA Act, Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act, and Section 702, which is a highly contentious uh, part of it. And there are uh, members of Congress from both parties who want to see this thing either die uh, when it expires at the end of the year or make major, major, and I mean major revisions upon this. Now, a story today in Roll Call headline, Congress starts work on renewal of controversial surveillance laws. Uh, lawmakers from both parties sharply criticize FISA, which has a key section set to expire at the end of the year. Now, Section 702 of the FISA Act, which is the real focus on this, just absolutely um, blows my mind. Uh, let's see. I want to take a, read a little bit of this section from the story in Roll Call. And it's going to be interesting. Uh, from the story, intelligence community officials have walked a fine line in making their pitch, touting the surveillance power as a cornerstone of national security while seeking to reassure lawmakers that they understand the importance of protecting civil liberties. But members from both parties say the government has misused uh, the FISA Act and that the reauthorization of Section 702 is an opportunity for changes. The provisions expire at the end of the year. Now, interesting what the intelligence community, I mean, we're talking the FBI, the CIA, the NSA, DIA, whatever. They want to try to assure us Americans that our civil liberties are being protected? Uh, sorry, but you don't they don't have a case to be perfectly honest and i'll tell you it in this story a little further down there's a section uh of a quote by republican senator mike lee of utah who told attorney general merrick garland uh at a justice department oversight hearing earlier this year and i quote you can tell your department not a chance in hell we're going to be reauthorizing that thing without some major, major reforms, end quote. So there's that story. 
that they're uh, trying to get this done. But in what I think is something that's related, in the House, uh, I believe uh, yesterday, uh, Republicans were grilling, once again, uh, FBI Director Christopher Wray over corruption at the Bureau. And I think one of the people who was really leading the charge on that was Congressman Clay Higgins, a Republican of Louisiana, who came, who was in law enforcement as a Louisiana uh, deputy sheriff before he before he went to Congress. So yeah, this is interesting because Clay Higgins dropped, I think, would be considered a bombshell, uh, and he did so on Newsmax during an interview on the Chris Salcedo show. Uh, just yesterday, but I want to play a good chunk, maybe not the whole thing, but a good chunk of what Congressman Higgins said during that hearing and what he also has learned subsequently after that. A year later, we the people still do not have a definitive answer from you or anyone else in the Biden administration regarding the FBI presence and participation, can you confirm that the FBI had that sort of engagement with your own agents embedded within the crowd on January 6th? If you are asking whether the violence at the Capitol on January 6th was part of some operation orchestrated by FBI sources and or agents, the answer is emphatically You're saying no? No. In my opinion, it appears the FBI congressman, as it targets one political party, targets whole religions, has turned into a quasi-secret police force targeting Americans rather than defending us. How do you see it? Yeah, very similar from my perspective, sir. The, the FBI was, was not only involved in the act, actions on January 6th from within, they had I suspect uh, over 200 agents embedded within a crowd, including agents, or as they would call human assets, uh, inside the Capitol, dressed as Trump supporters, before the doors were opened. Um, beyond that, the FBI had embedded themselves and infiltrated uh, online chat groups and, and websites and social media accounts across the country with any group that was discussing uh, objections to COVID oppression, and the FBI, you know, effectively infiltrated those groups. And when you track the the text threads and the communications within those groups, and find the origins of suggestions of potential violence or or an active occupation of the Capitol on January 6th, you'll you'll find that those those messages were led by members of the groups that ended up to be the FBI agents that had infiltrated the group. So the FBI's involvement was deep, not just on J6, but on the days and weeks and months prior. Okay. Wow. Wow, wow, and wow. That is, you know, the whole thing. It, I just think about that time. I remember when this happened and i mean it's been almost three years but yet here we go folks this whole thing about 
Yeah, and people like Darren Beatty of Revolver News, who did a lot of extensive reporting on this, uh, and other independent journalists, and using the term Fedsurrection? Well, hmm. And of course, let's not forget other characters like the mysterious Mr. Ray Epps. We, nobody's ever really gotten the whole story from him. And yet, and yet, Christopher Ray and others in the law federal law enforcement and intelligence uh, sector wants to tell us that this was an insurrection. And then, of course, you have all the, you know, all the Democrats, you know, there's like, it was an insurrection. And they, you know, which subsequently... Uh, ended up being Jack Squat or Jack Smith, whichever you prefer, you know, trying to bring Trump on insurrection charges. I mean, folks, what we're seeing here is pure, unadulterated crap. The FBI was very much involved, and Clay Higgins is not some kind of radical bomb thrower type. I mean, the man was in law enforcement for decades before he became a congressman. But now, and still, the FBI and Christopher Wray and Merrick Garland at, just, at Justice are saying, nope, 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 it was an insurrection. There were no federal agents involved, blah, blah, blah. Really? You add, you take that and you put it against the released 40,000 plus hours release of security footage from January 6th and the things that have been discovered already and there's still more to find? To say that the FBI wasn't involved is pure unadulterated bull and a major league crock of it because this is ridiculous. Now, of course, people like Christopher Wray and others, you know, in the Biden regime want to tell us, you know, well, we don't know what we're doing. We're just conspiracy theorists, far right-wingers and blah, blah, blah. Boring. Uh, yeah. Hello. Uh, we do know what we're doing we can see what's going on and yeah and i say to congressman higgins go get him baby go get him because they need to be thoroughly exposed and the second trump term comes oh man oh man Ooh. It's going to be a political bloodbath over at the FBI and the Department of Justice because there's going to be a whole new sheriff in town and there's going to be a lot, and I mean a full-blown shakedown, if not dismantling, of the FBI in it and the Justice Department in its current configuration. The administrative state, the deep state, toast it, it, and and Trump is and they know Trump's serious because they're still 
still trying to get him going going down this road of you know suing him for the 14th amendment because he caused an insurrection but jack smith nor does has not at all voted uh, has charged trump with insurrection uh you know it's election interference and anybody with half a brain knows that it is if you have Trump derangement syndrome, well, there's really no hope for you unless, you know, reality kind of hits you hard, maybe knocks the uh, the silly out of you. I don't know, but I'll tell you what. This is just moving parts, and it's kind of hard for me sometimes, even the track, to know that, yeah, the American people are still going to get shafted. We are. Mayorkas at Homeland Security? Oh yeah, we're going to have, we're going to be monitoring you. We're going to be going after you. And yes, all you parents who are still getting upset and objecting at school board meetings, yeah, we're still going to track you. And yet, here we have the intelligence services, including the FBI, wanting to essentially get the FISA 702, I'm sorry, Section 702 uh, reauthorized for another 12 years to go after American citizens, Trump supporters, parents with kids who don't like their school boards. I mean, we've already, we've got some folks here who are just some brazen, serious idiots. And I hate saying that term, but yeah, school districts are trying their absolute best to usurp the rights of parents. And I did a story uh, Monday, or uh, I think it was yesterday, but anyway, but this week I did a story of the largest school district in the state of Arizona trying to hide gender transitioning from parents and their and the dealings with kids i'm like yo what mm -hmm. yeah these people are just this whole gender identity thing gender ideology is just getting incredibly more and more diabolical sinister and just plain whacked it just is and and i and i put out on my my social media all my social media pages uh which include true social getter uh x uh true patriot network and uh facebook it's just not it's it's just some seriously twisted stuff but I don't want to get too crazy here as we are running out of we are running out of time but I got to switch over to something that just absolutely drove me insane. Listen, so hang tight folks. We're going to finish out today's adventure in podcasting with a little bit of in black and rant. Now some of you heard the story a few days ago about a nine-year-old little boy uh, named Holden 
who was at the Kansas City Chiefs uh, Las Vegas Raiders game, and he had, uh, and, and he's a big Chiefs fan, uh, loves Patrick Mahomes, and I do too. So, I mean, I'm a Chiefs fan and as myself, but I'm like, what the heck is going on here? So, so some idiot, I mean, a serious, woke, wound up tighter than my grandfather's old Timex idiot named uh, Karen Phillips from Deadspin, uh, which I, some type of uh, you know, a, a sports, uh, kind of a sports site, apparently tried to lie about this kid. Now, on Deadspin's uh, social media page, they caught a picture of young Holden from only one side. And his face was painted black. Now, this idiot, uh, Phillips and Deadspin, you people are absolute idiots. Woke, looking to be offended idiots. Because the truth was, uh, the picture was misleading and only told literally half the story. Now, the, the full picture had young Holden face on, face was painted black on one side, but it was painted red on the other. And he was wearing a, a headdress, which was like a costume. But yet, this idiot, Phillips, absolutely just went way over the top because the woke in this country are so mentally foobar that even going after a nine-year-old kid and trying to ruin their lives is just sick. But in their minds, they're justified. Anybody remember Nicholas Sandman? Hmm? You had the Native American drum, the uh, elderly gentleman was a Native American. He was playing the drum, and he was, and he didn't do anything. Nicholas Sandman just sort of stood there and just kind of smiled and whatever, wearing his MAGA hat. And yet, here's a high school kid having all these woke SOBs on MSLSD, CNN and on social media calling him some type of a bigot he was a racist and whatever and yeah and and just made this young man's life horrible and he and he sued him back praise god now i'm thinking here you know a nine-year-old boy who's a big fan of the kansas city chiefs you know Red and black, by the way, are the colors of the team. Okay? That right there is just stupid. You know? Now, this idiot, Phillips, in Deadspin, said, 
The NFL needs to speak out against the Kansas City Chiefs fan in blackface native he and native headdress. So, uh, no, you, you were an idiot. It's like you only had half the story. But, but now, the young man and his father uh, are speaking out. And they spoke. And now, of course, when the backlash came, you know, and defaming a little, defaming a young boy, apparently Mr. Phillips took down, deleted the sick, twisted tweet where he uh, doubled down. I mean, who knows? Because I'm sure, and I'm really hoping, I'm really, really hoping that this boy's family goes after this, goes after this slime ball. I mean, this was just, you know, and, and doubled down on it. Karan Phillips, because from what I see from your picture, you're black. You're also black and stupid. I mean, you are a sick puppy. A really sick, demonized puppy going after a nine-year-old boy just because he wanted to express his support and his love for his football team. And on top of that, on top of that, you moronic buffoon, the kid, you know, <laughs> is actually part Native American. <laughs> he's <laughs> he's an uh, he's an actual real Native American. You know, unlike Elizabeth Warren. But this kid is, and his father and his grandfather, he is part Native American, a real one, belonging to the Chumash tribe. Okay? So, you are an idiot. Uh, a serious idiot. Because the woke in this country have no shame, they have no sense of propriety, and... They just want to score cheap points, you know, on social media, you know, and you've got your 15 minutes of fame and now you've been made to look like an absolute moron and same with Deadspin. So, frankly, uh, screw you and the horse you rode in on, Mr. Phillips. But I want to play a little bit of the interview. Uh, Jesse Waters of Fox News uh, spoke with uh, young Holden and his father, uh, Bubba, uh, on his program. And I uh, would just love to play some of this because the way this idiot, um, Phillips, made it sound that somehow, you know, this kid is just mean and you know, he's a racist and his family are racist and the NFL needs to say something. It's like, uh, yeah, the Chiefs Nation, the Chiefs Kingdom have said something. They're going to be wearing half black and half red uh, face paint uh, the next home game of the Kansas City Chiefs to let young Holden know, hey, we got you back. And to really make this, to help him, you know, to just enjoy being a kid 
And and his father, well, anyway, here's their interview with Jesse Waters uh, just recently. Um, it's it's been a lot. It's been a pretty crazy couple of days. Um, I was mad, upset, upset for him. Um, mad that he's upset. He's um. He's pretty devastated. I mean, he's seen the videos and everything posted. He's excited. He's all over. It was his dream to get on the Jumbotron. And I've had family and friends call and, oh, we saw you on on, uh, Sunday Night Football. So he's excited. But then everything else came up and it's uh, been a little bit of a spiral. Holden, how are you feeling right now? Um, It's okay because a lot of Kids at school are getting excited, but it's starting to get me a little nervous because if they go a little bit overboard, it's a little scary. I bet it's scary. It can be a very overwhelming experience. How has the community been in terms of support? Um, okay. So far. Good. And you're a football guy, right? Don't you have practice in a few minutes? Yeah, yeah, we're getting ready to head out the door for all-star practice. What position do you play? Wide receiver and free safety. That's amazing. And how big of a Chiefs fan are you? Really big. And what does it mean? Because we went to the Raiders Chiefs game last year, too. Nice. And what does it mean now that you're feeling all this love from Chiefs Nation? Everyone's going to be wearing red and black on their faces next Sunday. Really good. So Bubba, he, you're he asked me ten minutes. He asked me ten minutes ago if he can paint his face before we go live. <laughs> I mean, he can do whatever he wants. He's a he's a great patriot. He's a great American, and he's a great fan. And everybody loves Holden. But it, Karen over at Deadspin doesn't. Bubba, would you like an apology? What would you like from Karen at Deadspin? You know, I. I don't even know what to think about that. It's kind of, it's a little too late for that. Um, The damage is already done. It's, you know, worldwide. Now there's comments all over. There's, you know, disrespect towards Native Americans and towards my family. Um, We never in any way, shape, or form meant to disrespect any Native Americans or any tribes. Um... The tribe we're from doesn't even wear that type of headdress. Um, we it this specific headdress is is a, a novelty piece. It's a it's a costume piece. That's a exactly what we had purchased it for and and wore it for. Not in any disrespect towards any Native Americans at all. And um, it's just it's been a whirlwind of of comments coming either even from from other tribes from tribal members um some think it's okay some think it's not okay um it's a nine-year-old boy supporting his team and you're going to be wearing the black and the red in i guess every sunday for as long as you're alive i bet holden yep forever huh yeah, well, that was towards the end of the interview, but yeah, folks, 
this is what happens when sick, demonized minds who are woke to the core, they have no class, no sense of decency, and throwing a racist smear is bad enough. But to do it to a nine-year-old boy? Who the Sam hell does that? Not anybody who's decent. I mean, I certainly wouldn't do that. I mean, I'm a Kansas City Chiefs fan. And I would love to wear black and red on my face. You know, if I ever have a chance to go see him play. You bet. I'd love it. I would absolutely love it. You know, so here's a kid who is part Native American supporting the Kansas City Chiefs. Wow, that's so horrible. <laughs> this is why I have such tremendous disdain for the woke. Because so many of them are just idiots. Just serious idiots, and I'm not going to be nice to them. I'm not. Now, of course, some folks who might get a little bit religious, you know, just like, well, you need to love them. I said, yeah, I'm going to love them from long distance. I don't want them anywhere in the same area code as me because these people are sick. I mean, my gosh, we're supposed to be in the Christmas season. Peace on earth, goodwill towards your fellow man. This don't cut it. This is why wokeness needs to be stopped. And I mean terminated with extreme prejudice. This is stupid. I mean, the stuff going on on college campuses with the pro-Palestinian. Oh, by the way, as a side note. Oh, for all you pro-Palestinian, pro-Hamas types out there uh, who screaming about a ceasefire. Well, pretty much the ceasefire is over, really. Because just yesterday, two men got out of a car and a crowded bus stop in Jerusalem and just opened fire. And three people dead, multiple people injured because it was a crowded bus stop. That's why so many people were injured, but three of them are dead, and Hamas claimed responsibility. So, so much for your dang ceasefire. Jeez. I mean, I'm going to stand by Israel. I'm not going to apologize for it. So there you go. Just deal with it. But, ugh, anyway. I'm just going to call it a day, folks. Uh, getting ready for tomorrow for another edition of WTF Friday and it's also going to be December the 1st which at least for me is the official start of the Christmas season and I'm looking forward to it so my friends take care of yourselves have yourself a great day remember to subscribe and follow us on any podcast platform you choose and I will see you guys tomorrow so until then always remember Patriots come in all colors. Yeah.